Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking about Marriage Health 101 Connection During the Coronavirus. I never thought that I would be titling one of our episodes this, but here we are today, guys, and my sweet Olivia, co-host, executive assistant, is busy working on other things, and we have some shows that we've already recorded for you guys, but we wanted to do a special episode today just on Marriage Health 101 because we know Right now, everybody in culture is looking for tips in order to find their way through this a little bit better. It's been perfectly timed to have the Enneagram Summit going this week so people can get their taste of Enneagram and distraction. But I wanted to also give you guys some tips for directly addressing what to do when you get to times when you're thinking, how can we as a couple survive a really discouraging time in culture? That's exactly what coronavirus is. As much as it's obviously a really real virus, it's also a very discouraging time in culture where couples really do well to have some specific tips, not only by their type, but also just for every couple dealing with things. And Wes and I uniquely have had to deal with some crisis like this being Floridians, South Floridians who have gone through hurricane season a number of times over the last eight years of our marriage. Since before that, we were in Detroit and Chicago. And in those years, it seems like we really had our our hard times more around blizzards or losing heat. Hey, no joke, we survived the blizzard of 99 together as college students, and we even said we were going to make t-shirts. But that being said, we really have had to adjust in order to sur- survive corona differently and um, and will have to adjust. And in Florida, it's really different to have that hurricane season. So I love that I have that perspective to share with you guys on some national emergency levels, but I also am right there with you in terms of we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to give you guys my best tips knowing this is what the psychological community does, just like the medical community right now comes around people and does their best, even with limited information about this particular virus. That's what we do who have been trained in mental health regions is just give the knowledge that we do have. So I'm excited to share that with you guys today. And as I think back a little bit about about our examples of the tropical storms and depressions and hurricanes and and blizzards that Wes and I have been through together, I can tell you that the most important thing that we maintained during all of those times that helped us was faith, community, and connection. And I'll go through each one briefly, and we'll talk a little bit about types too. And we'll also talk a little bit about the stances because when you're thinking about whether you're in the withdrawing stance or the aggressive stance or the compliance stance, that's really important with how you deal with the conflicts that come up. And we're also Enneagram speak going to talk a little bit about the orientation to time because that also comes up in times like this if somebody's only dwelling on past, present, or future. So, but I wanted to think a little bit about how we dealt with those things first because I think that's interesting. And I think that there's several states in the Gulf area that can really give you guys some great comfort to know that. People don't completely disappear off the radar when there are tragedies in a nation like this. And that was a surprise to me when I learned about hurricane season because 
from the up north perspective or if you're out west, and I can really relate with this having lived in other places, when you hear about national disasters like hurricanes, your your life goes on and you tend to just kind of gloss over and say like, gosh, that must be really hard. And then I think the funniest thing about it looking back is you say, I can't believe they're reacting this way. They're not doing anything about it and they're not taking action when they need to take action. And it's really tempting to place judgment and then say they're stupid and I'm looking away. And I can actually remember, of course, being a seven and in an aggressive stance, thinking that way about some of the bigger hurricanes that passed through the Gulf region, like Hurricane Katrina, when I was a college student. And I remember thinking, why are people there? This is completely ridiculous. And that was not, you know, here's my excuse. My brain wasn't fully formed. I was 25 yet. Um, my frontal cortex hadn't been fully developed, but I want to I want to let you guys know that the other thing about that is just sometimes you're not there and you can't relate. And so when I was able to move to the region, I realized how hard it was to think about leaving when your life is going on, your clients are depending on you. Uh, You're thinking this doesn't usually hit this area. You're hearing people give all kinds of conflicting arguments about why your area is safe or why it's going to go down in the Noah's Ark flood. And you're also thinking paralyzed if you're in certain stances and you're also feelings or doing paralyzed. So knowing Enneagram has helped me to understand why people react differently in times like this. But I think that if we can borrow each other's perspectives in times like this, that's when we do our best living and our best communicating and our best connecting. So I'm really thankful for the Enneagram so that as I approach this current coronavirus with you guys, I can put on a more level-headed view of of all the perspectives and you can do that too from where you're listening so that we can do our best with your marriage and your spouse and my marriage and my spouse. But looking back, I will tell you that we decided in different times to do different things sometimes. And as a couple or a family, sometimes that's what you do is you say, I need to do this for my mental wellness. And the other person says, I need to do this. And one of those times was when we had Hurricane Irma, when my husband and I were deciding what to do. We ultimately did communicate, but our communication led us in different directions temporarily because he wanted to make sure as a social subtype that certain things were done and as a one that certain things were done. And I wanted to, as a seven, leave and say, let's get ahead of some of the the rush in the crowds and let me get the kids out of here. And we really did see that we had a Category 5 hurricane heading our way. So we had to make some big decisions right there to do different things. So I think that's interesting. And we were able to communicate through that. And my husband was able to join us in about a week's time. But it was it was unorthodox in that some would never do that. Two compliance stances may say, that's not going to happen. Whereas I was more of the aggressive stance. And I said, this is what I'm going to need. So you ultimately just do your best with what you need because your spouse, if they're really thinking clearly, they want you to be at your best and you want them to be at their best. So please remember that first and foremost as we jump in and know this, that people in these Gulf states have done this before. They're normal, regular people. Like I said, I've lived in both states. So once you've been through it, you know we can get through anything. Sometimes this, I would say, didn't take as long. It would take 
about two to three weeks for it all to really sift through because you do get a lot of notice for hurricanes first. And and now we're kind of entering that beginning of that kind of few weeks period of time where people are preparing. So I know this well, but like I said, I don't know after the next few weeks how we're going to do as a culture, but I suspect things will start getting back to normal as some people have to go back to work. But I love what we're doing to band together, to try not to have large social gatherings. I think that is so beautiful to see everyone trying to protect the vulnerable together. And I'm really looking at us with a lot of pride right now in terms of just seeing people make huge sacrifices for the welfare of others when most people are okay. It's it's neat to see so much order and so many people just doing the right thing. It, it looks really good as I try to give myself a, a moment to do that big picture thinking that we sevens love to do. But let's talk a little bit about faith and communication and connection in marriage right now. So as we talk about faith, I want to start by saying, I know not everyone shares a faith in God, but what's really important is that you remember that you do need to have some amount of faith in just your government, your family, your spouse, yourself, and I hope God, but it's really important that you understand that you don't have full control right now. And I think that most people realize that, but why I'm saying that is some are grasping for more than is possible to have. And and sometimes there's really good reason for that where you're saying my government didn't plan right or they didn't plan well enough or yes, they did. It's others who say they didn't that I don't trust. And there has to be a certain amount of just faith in the process of us figuring this out for you to really let go of that grasping for straws kind of control that some people are doing right now. And and there's a difference between trying to have faith in something you truly don't have faith in and then trying to have faith in the process. And that's what I think you need as a family and as a couple right now is no, it's not perfect. No, there's going to be corrupt people who are just out politicizing or people who are just trying to get ahead during this time. But there's also going to be a lot of people who are truly trying to make things better. And there's a lot of amazing medical research going on at alarmingly awesome rates. So we can also expect, wow, we're going to learn some things from this too and have faith in those kinds of things when you can't have faith in the things you want to have faith in. And maybe you're feeling jaded or disillusioned about certain aspects of government and culture right now as maybe you watch things on the news about people looting and you and your spouse are either hovering in different camps about what to do or you're hovering together saying what's happening in the world, I just want to remind you that we have made it through big things, not only the hurricanes and things, but we've as a world, we've we've had people who have fought in wars that have been tragic and people who have fought chemical warfare and created amazing inventions that have saved millions of lives. So we do have a lot of beautiful things that we can have faith in and then also maintain that faith in God where we can say, God, you knew all of my days before any were created for me. And one thing I really heard that I enjoyed recently was the reminder that you were created for such a time as this. And what an honor that is and a story that's going to be for the generations who aren't around now to be able to say, wow, we had a time when almost the whole globe shut down and we we made it through and here's how we made it through. And I think that's, you know, something you're going to have to hold out some faith for is 
This is going to be an incredible story and adventure as you talk and learn about how you made it. And so I really want to give you some more tips, but I first wanted to say, let's start there. As families, as couples, as a culture, let's be praying, let's be mindful, and let's be grateful about what we do have and what we are seeing that's good right now. Now, as we talk about communicating, I wanted to talk a little bit, like I said, about the relationship to time and also our stances, because I think that this really is what happens when we as couples say, let's talk and we we have a mix up in our communication. Try to understand that if your spouse is a one, two, or six, they're thinking in the here and now, but sometimes their thinking is repressed because they're thinking about the worries on their minds or the relationships that might be wounded or the inner critic in their voice. And you've got to remember that as you're dealing with your spouse to try to ask them, hey, can you put on your whole thoughts and just remind them in a loving way to make sure that they're not just doing that right now? Because as much as the six plans, like I said, you can never have full control. They've got to give some space to other things. As much as the two wants all their relationships to be perfect, you can do some helpful you know, thinking mindset shifts with them so that they can be in the right frame of mind to talk about other things and say, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm just stressed out. And then if you're with a one, of course, just remind them, hey, let's back off from any inner critic or outer critic right now because we've got to process some other things right now. So these are some things you can say if your spouse is a one, two, or six, or to yourself if this is you, to try to say, what else do I need to be addressing right now? And that's, you know, like I said, you're thinking about the here and now, but not very much. So your thinking is really inhibited right now. And I really wanted you guys to be aware that your compliant stance also suggests that sometimes you guys are trying to make sure everything is going right in the here and now, and you're covering all of your bases personally so that you can feel safe. But what I really want to remind you guys of is you've got to make sure that you're also looking at your marriage communication because even if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to make sure that I tell them what they're doing wrong or I get us completely prepared or I make sure the relationship is doing okay, you're missing other things if you're not thinking about, okay, I need to be doing things right now. I need to be thinking about other things besides my worries, fears, my critiques and my relationships um, because you do have to think about survival and you do have to think about um, the past and what we've done and learn from that as well as the future and where you're headed. So I really want you to be listening to your spouses and I'm going to say the same thing to the other stances and orientations to time because they too need to be listening to you because you have great things to say about you know your relationships and sometimes we do need to critique things and we do need to plan so that does need to be incorporated in but I want to remind you guys not to just do that and for the fours fives and nines I want to let you guys know make sure you don't just think about the past and kind of sit in that and say okay I remember when this happened and everything was fine because this is different and this is different territory we're in now, as I said, and we really do need to have some now and here kind of thinking. And we do need to address what are we going to do in the future, because we do need to do things differently this time around. And your spouse might be able to help you with that. And then those who are thinking so far into the future, the threes, sevens, and eight and more aggressive, these guys are needing to be reminded, okay, what did we do in the past? What worked and what did we learn from that? They also need to be thinking, 
what's going on in the here and now, not just what do we need to do? What do we need to do? Because threes are some of them running around right now, making a game plan for how work is going to get done. Sevens are thinking about, okay, what can I do that's fun to distract? And and they're also worrying because they're in the worry triad and, and all types are worrying right now. And then eights are thinking, what am I passionate about? What are the big picture things they need to be planning and thoughtful about and protective of? And it's great because you guys are not going to be quiet when people need to be loud. You're going to speak up and be assertive and be aggressive and help others. But you guys also need to incorporate the relationship thinking and to look a little bit more closely like a one would and say, what do I need to adjust or shift here? And to be able to think about, yeah, what do we need to specifically plan for and troubleshoot on? And you also do need to do the four, five, and nine thing and go to the past. And and they also end up not just going to the past, but they also end up isolating in some healthy ways where they are thinking, okay, I can get through things and they can be somewhat doing repressed as a result. But, but these four, fives, and nines can really teach all of us to say, look, I can hibernate a bit right now because maybe expectations on me as a person and society are a little less right now. So I don't have to be as aggressive or assertive. And perhaps there's something really good about saving some of my energy. And that's a healthy practice. But all of us, we need self-care and end your marriage communication. This was my big point. Make sure you're thinking about these things. Say, am I past, present, or future oriented right now? And then say, am I being assertive? Am I being compliant? Am I being withdrawing? And and whichever one I'm doing, help me, God, and, and just being mindful yourself of how you can be in that moment as well as have that forward and backward eye and how you can be assertive but also know when it's time to withdraw and when it's time to agree. These are so critical because like I said earlier, you guys might decide on different days you need different things. One of you guys may say, I need to call in an anti-anxiety script. Others might say, I need to go for a jog in the woods. Others might say, I need to go play my piano Somebody else needs to go record a podcast. So I think it's really different for everybody. And you need to not only understand as you're communicating to your spouse from that full picture, if you can, and that different perspective that the Enneagram so beautifully gives us, but also try to say, okay, I know that sometimes it's going to look different for me and my spouse. That's why I also wanted to say right now that really important is that you guys try to make sure you connect. So yes, having faith in something bigger going on right now, having communication with you guys, really taking a good look at where you're coming from and trying to get all perspectives in, but also just the connection time because you guys do ultimately need to keep connecting. I know right now, some of you are tempted to isolate, some are tempted to work and be aggressive, and some are tempted to to be worried and kind of allow your thoughts to override you. But, you know, we don't want to be doing repressed. We don't want to be feelings repressed and we don't want to be thinking repressed in our connections. We want to be really with our partners and how that can happen is by being intentional at least a few minutes a day to give goodnight kisses, to have intimacy, to talk about what the day is going to look like or what it's looked like to do that day's review or the days ahead. What are we planning to do together to just have some fun? Because so much of your communicating is right now saying, do we have enough bread? What if we have no water? What if we have to 
move? What if we have to find a new doctor? Or what if we have to do something different about our financial situation? Everybody's kind of in the same but also different boats right now as we move and shift and nobody really knows who has the virus or not. It's like we really have to move in this place of okay, I don't even know what today is going to bring or what this isolation is going to look like, but I do know that you and I need connection. And I even want to add that if one of you does come up with the virus, there are still ways to connect. And and science is coming out every day about how people can be around each other or not around each other. If you're in the same family, you're kind of stuck together. But but I think as long as somebody's not in the hospital, or if you're like the Hanks family, maybe you're in there together. Um, but I think that you're really going to have to really address how you're going to connect or you guys could find yourselves really falling apart right now. So make sure you're thinking really closely about, wait a minute, putting down the news for an hour to watch our favorite show or to be together intimately or to laugh together or play a game as a family or pray together is not going to break us. It's actually going to bind us together so much more closely during this time. So I really want you to make sure whatever your personality is that you are connecting because you guys need this right now more than ever. And even if you're apart right now and you have to make it a FaceTime or a Zoom or a phone, that's okay. You guys will make it through this. But don't forget to connect. And just like I used to do with my best friends sometimes when we would not be able to go down the street and see each other, we would play tic-tac-toe on the phone sometimes. And even that felt special and it felt a little bit like a sort of play date. Make sure if you're not together with your spouse that you're doing something like that because a good friend of mine was just talking about that, that she and her husband who's a pastor are isolated from one another and they're doing very well. And that's very possible for you guys too in this time, but adding in that Faith and that connection and that communication is so critical to your marriage. Don't think that just because there's a national or world crisis going on that you guys can stop communicating, that you can say, well, I know from the past what they did, so I'm not going to bother. No way. This is your time to say we're going to grow from our past experiences. We're going to learn. I'm going to learn personally. I'm going to maintain my self-care. I'm going to still commit to having fun with my spouse. And when we have an argument, I'm going to understand our stress levels and how we might need different things. Or we might need to give even more grace. And I shouldn't say might. We will need to give more grace. These are the most important things. And I want to let you guys know that if you do need some Zoom coaching right now, I am going to do a lowered rate if somebody needs it because I really understand that people need coaching and just that connection with the outside world. So if you're feeling like you're alone and you need that or you have questions about your marriage or your family, I want you to know that I'm here for you and you can give us a call at 941-301-8420 or you can email us at enneagramandmarriage at gmail.com and you can also DM us at our Instagram at enneagramandmarriage and you can get connected with us so that you can get coaching and help through this time. I have a background in mental health and a master's in clinical psychology, so I love working with my clients on all kinds of issues, but of course, I especially love to work with people on their relationships. It's where I I know we need our connections, and I know that when we have them out there, we feel so much better. So I hope you guys have a great 
day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon, either on one of our regularly scheduled episodes or on another one of these specials as needed. Bye-bye.